Are you spending a fortune on appliances when you can have a way more functional and valuable space for less money? Well, then you better call Paul. Hi, Holly. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Hi. How are you? Good. So uh, welcome to Better Call Paul or Calls with Paul, depending on what we're calling it that day. <laughs> so um, I'm looking at your design. And mm -hmm. I guess my first question is, do you know how high your ceilings are? They are 99.5 inches. The first thing I would tell you is uh -huh. that you've got 96 inches of cabinetry in this space and you're planning on putting a three and a half, probably a three and a half inch molding or something like that on top of the cabinets. Yeah, probably like a flat molding. Well, flat molding might be okay. If you're being, are you gonna have slab doors or what are the doors? So I think we're looking at a like slim shaker style. So, I mean, if you're looking at a shaker style, usually the thing that would look nicer, I would think, would be to have either an angled crown molding on top of your cabinets or to have a cove molding on top of your cabinets. But if you only have 99.5 inches to your ceiling, then right. those moldings aren't gonna probably work because nobody's ceiling is level. You would have to re-level your ceiling, which entails pulling the drywall off, putting a laser level around the room, and then having the contractor shimming the ceiling down so that it was perfectly level, so that when you put molding on top of your cabinet, you could leave a space that was exactly the right size. Most people's homes are at least an inch at a level across the whole room. Any amount more than a quarter of an inch, if you put a molding on top, you have to have some second piece of molding that sort of takes up the slack and allows the other piece of molding to go up and down. Certainly when you put just a flat piece of molding on top, it's going to be very contemporary, the, the fact that you're only having that flat piece of molding. So if that's the look that you're going for with the shaker cabinets, that a very mm -hmm. sort of, you know, very contemporary kind of look, then that will be okay. And that sort of works. But okay. if you wanted anything more stylish and not sort of a, a very, you know, like usually when you get very contemporary and you have a just a, a flat piece of wood on top. Usually, oh. if you like went on house.com and did a search for flat <laughs> moldings or contemporary kitchen, and you found kitchens with that flat piece of molding on top, almost everyone you'll find will be a flat slab door style and not a shaker. Okay. Most, almost every. But, right, uh, right. but you have no play in this doing that. So you couldn't use another molding unless you somehow altered the the kinds of cabinets that you have. And then I guess the other thing I'm looking at in your plan is the wall that's at the top of my screen here that uh -huh. is the right side of the refrigerator. Is that wide open or something? So it's not. So we are a little bit limited because there's actually an angled wall that kind of butts in from where the corner of where the cabinets are. So it really is cabinet by 17 inches and then it leads into our Eden kitchen so it's actually not a blind it's not an open corner no but that wall that's going across the whole room 
Oh, yes. So that's right. actually not even a wall. That's an open space. That that's an open space. So, yeah. I mean, the one thing I would say is that, you know, if you work for our company, you get in trouble if you ever submit a design like this, because right. they're, again, they're only showing this place where there's cabinets. But we don't know right. if, if you've left enough space for your ta your table, I guess, is in back of the peninsula. Yes. And were you planning on sitting at this peninsula? Uh, hopefully. And then you have to have an overhang of countertop. And then the yes. countertop distance between the end of the countertop on this peninsula and the end of your table, it's supposed to be at least 48 inches. But it really doesn't even work unless it's 45 inches or so. When you sit at the table or you sit at the peninsula, you know, you're really almost hitting the table, essentially. Okay. But we don't know that because this plan doesn't show the rest of the space. So whenever you actually order cabinets or when you start, you're working with the kitchen place now or anything? Um, unofficially, but yes. <laughs> so they should be putting the whole the whole space with the table that you're planning on putting in the picture so that people can figure out if you're leaving the right amount of space. When no one's checking, we can pretty much guarantee you'll leave not enough space because people's first instinct is as you did with your ceiling cabinets and everything else, everybody's first right. instinct is to put 10 pounds of sausage in an eight pound wrapper. So right. then when their kitchen doesn't really work, then they find out after they've ordered everything and stuff is getting installed. So that's why you want to plan with everything first and have people checking these distances. So that's that's my first comment. So you got okay. the, the peninsula that we don't know if you left enough space in the back of it to have stools there between that okay. and your table. And then I guess my next comment would be you have a refrigerator here, but yes. it doesn't have any cabinetry surrounding it. So, yes. So this is sort of a relic of how it is right now. Mm -hmm. um, there is a, I guess, standard depth fridge between the two doorways. So I guess to the left of the refrigerator is a doorway. I guess that's mm -hmm. also yeah. not pictured. Um, so it's just like smack in the middle right now with like 15 inch cabinets up top and then a soffit above that. So mm -hmm. we were a little bit restrained because given the other parts of the eating area of where we could put the fridge. We're hoping to get in a 42 inch fridge, but that will require some finagling on both sides. Well, I mean, also when you're getting a 42 inch refrigerator, you're gonna be spending a fortune, right? That too, yes. So you're spending a fortune on a design that's sort of a little bit cookie cutter-ish and uh, I would, before I split, a 42 inch refrigerator, by the way, is only uh -huh. going to have the same amount of space inside of it as a counter depth refrigerator. Right, right. So you'll be spending $12,000, $10,000 or something on a refrigerator and not getting any more space inside of the refrigerator than a $2,000 refrigerator would have given you. And if you really are getting a 42 inch refrigerator to have a 42 inch refrigerator, not have panels on the side of it and a cabinet over the top, you can't really do that because those refrigerators are really made to be surrounded by cabinetry. Well, I think our plan was to box it in with panels on the side and then probably a 12 inch cabinet above 
the compressor? Yeah, that's what you would have to do. The sides of the refrigerator aren't even finished. Right. For 42 inch refrigerators. In my mind, it's all the same money that people are spending. And so for a very small kitchen like you've got here, um, uh-huh. I would think you'd be better served spending more money on other things than, you know, leveling my ceiling and things like that than a 42 inch refrigerator. I mean, the advantage of a 42 inch refrigerator is not the dis- the size that you're going to get. Your food will last longer than the counter depth. Right. Because they're separating the compressors for the refrigeration and the freezer. And that aids in the longevity of the food that's in your refrigerator. But it's a huge expense. The difference between a counter depth refrigerator and this refrigerator is maybe $8,000 at least. For $8,000, I could redesign the whole first floor of your house and probably make yeah. it a better house and maybe make your house fifty dollars or $100,000 more valuable. Right. So when I see a really small kitchen and a really expensive appliance, I sort of just think that it's like putting racing tires on a Volkswagen bug. So take that for what it's worth. But you certainly have to surround it with cabinetry. Also, the 42 inch refrigerator has a 30 inch door on it. Let's say you got a French door counter depth refrigerator. Each Uh one of those refrigerator doors will be 18 inches wide. So when you open those doors and you step back, you just have to step back far enough to clear the door that's in front of you because you're directly across from the peninsula, right? You're going to need like 42 inches to be able to open that refrigerator. In this picture, your refrigerator is a 48, by the way, not a 42. Yeah, I couldn't, they they didn't put in the right one. So So, it's going to be a 42. So even if it's a, yeah, even if it's a 42, 42, and you got a French door, that means each refrigerator door is going to be 21 if it was Mm -hmm. a French door refrigerator. And so you'll have to step back an additional three inches, really, to be able to open the doors. So and then you're leaving yourself, if I'm doing the math right here, you're leaving at best 36 inches from the front of the refrigerator to this peninsula. You really can't open the doors to your refrigerator when you're standing in front of the refrigerator. You really have a severe case of the sausage and the wrapper going on here. You wanna go to your refrigerator now and put a chair 36 inches in back of you and then try to open your refrigerator. You won't be able to. What happens is you have to stand on the side of your refrigerator open one door, slide into the refrigerator area, then open the other door, which is ridiculous, right? You certainly have to make your peninsula shorter by at least, I would think, six inches. At least it will be doable, but your butt will still be up against the peninsula every time you open your refrigerator under that case. And the 42 is worse than the 36 because the doors are three inches wider. As far as the other mistakes that you have really in your design here are you have the 30-inch cabinet to the left side of your stove and then the 24-inch cabinet over on the other side of your sink. And those doors, you have to have a three-inch filler. Your cabinets can't start 12 inches away from the corner. 
cabinets have to start 15 inches away from the corner because you need the doors not to bind on each other when they're opening. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes people will make it two and a half inches or something like that, but you can't have one cabinet at 12 inches off of the corner because the 24 inch cabinet and the 30 inch cabinet, the doors won't even open. You'll try to open them and they won't even open. You have to put a filler. If you're gonna have what's called a dead corner, you need a three inch mm -hmm. filler in the, each corner. So that's gonna reduce the, the cabinet on one side of the stove to a, a 27. Okay. Um, and then on the other side of the stove. So I guess you don't have a window or anything over your sink? No, we do have a window. Oh, okay. So it's a relatively narrow window, I guess, and you have a... Yeah, it's a 24 inch window. And so it's a pretty narrow window. How big is the sink that you're going to be getting? Do you know? Probably 28 inches, 27, 28. You're getting the 27, 28, you're getting a pretty big sink. You're also leaving yourself only a 12 inch cabinet to the left of your sink. Thankfully, you do have the filler that you need. Well, looks like they really didn't put the right amount of filler on your base cabinet either for your blind cabinet. That also needs to be three inches. But the 12 inch cabinet you have to the left of the sink is pretty useless, right? You can't put a trash can or anything like that in. So you also don't have a trash can pull out cabinet in your kitchen design. Can you put in one of like a slide out trash can, like a thin one? Yeah, not in the 12 inch base cabinet. You need a 15 inch base cabinet to do that. You'd okay. have to move your peninsula. For me, I would say a much better design for a kitchen that's really this small would be, and I guess that's a 36-inch professional range that you're getting. Yes. You're spending a lot of money on appliances, and you have almost no working countertop space. You know, you have what we call a one-cook kitchen. Only one cook can actually work in this kitchen because if you're standing at the sink, you're interfering with the person trying to cook at the stove. The countertop that you have between the sink and the stove is really too small to work at. So you're going to be doing all your preparations of all your cooking to the right side of your range. You have this strong need to have all of these appliances and you have a hood picked out and everything else that you're doing. You now have got a base, a microwave drawer cabinet you're utilizing which is also eliminating a cabinet. I would tell you that this kitchen works so much better, functions mm -hmm. so much better if you have a very inexpensive appliance package and actually put a microwave hood over your stove. When your kitchen is really this small, if you were to do that, it's suddenly gonna free up. You'll have a small cabinet above the microwave hood. Your microwave hood could be a microwave convection hood and then you'd actually have a, a second oven. The microwave cabinet that you have that's on the end of your peninsula, you can't really have that anyway because your peninsula is too long. So you're, you're going to have to do something with the peninsula. I would think the thing to do with the peninsula would be just to get rid of the base cabinet that you have that's 12 inches, that's not going to fit a trash can, and then to put an Easy Reach or a Lazy Susan cabinet in that second corner that will actually save you three inches and your peninsula will move three inches closer to your sink. And then that will 
save you a bunch of space and then you can have your dishwasher and then you could have a trash can on the end of your peninsula and maybe also have a cabinet for something else plus so you got an eight foot long peninsula that can't be any more than 90 inches so if we took 90 inches and we subtracted 36 for the lazy susan and then we subtracted 24 for the dishwasher you have 30 inches left 30 inches would be enough space to have maybe a 15 inch drawer base where you could keep all your cutlery and everything else and maybe you'd even put that in between the dishwasher and the trash can unit on the very end. And the trash can unit could be a single trash can pullout, or you could have an 18 inch double trash can pullout and then have a 12 inch cabinet. But that's really that 12 inch cabinet would then be maybe for cookie sheets and trays that you'd have in between your dishwasher and your lazy Susan cabinet. The kitchen that you're designing with these appliances mm -hmm. and everything else, they're really not appropriate for such a small space. You're spending a ton of money on this stuff, and it's going to look like what it is. A bunch of expensive appliances, a design that's sort of not very functional, and everything's too close together. And then even the molding that's on top of the kitchen is going to sort of look sort of unfinished and less professional, you know, because everything's just so simple. And okay. what you really want to do is you don't want your this stove that you've seen pictures of these people that have beautiful kitchens and they have everything is so symmetrical they have the 30 inch cabinet on one side of the stove and the 30 inch cabinet on the other side of the stove and the hood well those kitchens you're copying aren't anything like your kitchen so your kitchen really that your stove should be much farther down towards the doorway and you should have as one small cabinet like an 18 inch cabinet with an 18 inch door to the right of your stove and then you should have a big pots and pans cabinet in between your lazy susan and your stove and then wall cabinets filling that space in what that will do is that will give you an expanse of countertop between your sink and your stove that you can be working at so that you'll have like 42 inches of countertop that you could be working at since you have a one cook kitchen, because it's not big enough for two people to work in, you can be at your sink, wash your vegetable, turn to your left, your right, and then have 42 inches of countertop to be working at, cutting and chopping and everything else um, on the side of your stove. And then your if your stove is a 30 inch range too, and they actually have GE monogram 30 inch ranges that are six burners, if you really wanted one. So you could get a GE monogram, a GE cafe, six burner 30 inch stove with a microwave hood over the top of it and then now you've saved so much cabinetry space and countertop space and everything else that you have a you have a much more functional kitchen got it and then i okay. i would probably do you have the base cabinet and the 30 inch wall cabinets all the way in that corner to the right of the door mm -hmm. and that doesn't really work either <laughs> You know, when you have a 12-inch base cabinet on the bottom and a 12-inch wall cabinet on top, when you stand at that countertop, your nose is pressed against the wall cabinets that are above. So that countertop that's only going to be 13 inches deep, you really can't ever use. I guess you could put something on it, but there's not too many things you're going to find to put on a 13-inch deep cabinet. Like a microwave wouldn't fit there or 
you know, I guess a coffee maker just would. Yeah, I think we're going to do like a coffee maker. If you turned it sideways, your coffee maker would just sort of fit there. You know, you couldn't pour coffee on the countertop. You would be taking the, the coffee pot out from the slot that it's in and then standing, pouring your coffee over the floor, right? Okay. I would say that that's also sort of not very realistic and trying to jam 10 pounds of sausage in an eight pound wrapper. If it was me, I would make this a tall, one big tall pantry or two pantries, 15 and 30 inches wide so that you got a lot of okay. storage space. You didn't have one okay. out the countertop, but the countertop didn't really work. You, you don't have a count. You don't have that countertop now, right? Mm. No, well, it actually is. So right now it's, a pantry that's above like the 30 it's probably a, a 54 inch pantry at the bottom and then our microwave is on this like tiny ledge right now <laughs> it's oh. like an open space yeah so that's strange too so i would just yeah. run pantries floor to ceiling there and gain a whole lot of storage space and then keep my coffee maker on the peninsula and you'd go around maybe the other side of the peninsula to pour your coffee you can't really use the space all the way at the end of the peninsula that's by the sink side. That space that's there, you know, you, you can't really cut or chop or do anything there. So use having your coffee maker over there would make sense. You know, I know I know that's not none of the things that you want to hear, but it's you need to see this thing in three dimensions too. So ha when the designers do this for you, when you see it in three dimensions, you sort of might, yeah, I guess you probably haven't seen it in three dimensions yet, right? Um, I have seen sort of like a rough rendering. Um, so I don't know, but I guess the visual is always hard to sort of proportion out in my mind of like, yeah. oh, it looks fine on paper versus in real life. If it was me, I would do all the things that I said. What's the outside of your house made of? Is it stucco? Is it brick? Is it siding? It's siding. So you have siding on the outside of your house. So if it's me, I do all these things that I'm talking about that's going to give you so much more cabinetry and countertop than you had before. And it's going to save you $15,000 because you, or, to, you know, at least 30, 40, 15, you're going to save $15,000 on appliances. And then uh -huh. you're going to have a lot more countertop. It's going to be a lot better looking and more functional kitchen. And then I would spend a couple of thousand dollars making the window bigger and then make the door on either side of the window like a not a double door so that the doors are opening in the wrong way for you to access them when you're standing in front of the sink but make the door like to the right of the sink open to the right and the door to the left of the sink open to the left and then you can have maybe another cabinet on the very end but make the window much bigger and maybe lower than it is now so that it goes mm -hmm. down and you have as big a window as possible so that this whole thing isn't such claustrophobic and all jammed in together. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that doesn't cost very much to do. That doesn't cost anything like the appliances that you're getting. Right. Now that's an interesting thought. The, the reason people get expensive appliances a lot of the times is that's all they can think of. If someone could rearrange your whole house, and you can, for the money you're spending on these appliances, you can re rearrange your entire house. Your house will sell for $100,000 more. Your house will probably sell for less. Well, I know it will sell for less 
with all these big appliances that you have because people are going to really walk into your kitchen and they're going to say, oh, they have they have really expensive appliances, but I can't really work in this kitchen very well. It's really everything so so close and so tight and everything that it's it's sort mm-hmm. of like an apartment kitchen. So mm-hmm. if you spread things out and you spend money on other things, like maybe moving some stuff, I'd have to see the rest of the floor plan of your house to figure right. out what other things I would do with this money that you're going to save. But maybe what I would do is I get way more expensive cabinetry and I get the cabinetry that you really should have for this space, which would be a 39 inch high cabinet. Like what brand of cabinets were you looking at? Uh, We don't know that yet. So if you get 42 inch cabinets, you could have, is there a color kind of cabinet I know you said shaker. What kind of color or door style? I mean, I think we were thinking about like kind of the sage green. So if you want like a sage green, I, you can pretty much almost guarantee you you're going to be in a very expensive cabinet brand because that okay. color is not popular enough. It's a beautiful color. I like it a lot, but it's not mm-hmm. really popular enough to be done by the less expensive cabinet brands. And there's lots of inexpensive cabinet brands that are gonna be very well constructed. And they're gonna be solid wood dovetail drawers all plywood construction. Your kitchen cabinets in this drawing here, including the cabinets over the sink and over the, the refrigerator, all these kitchen cabinets with the moldings and everything else in a less expensive brand would probably be certainly under $15,000. Now, once you go sage green, I think we have a green, it's not really sage, that Timberlake does. Timberlake's Mm -hmm. a medium price cabinet brand or a lower medium price cabinet brand that won't be 15, it will probably be 19. But if you happen to not like that particular green, now you're gonna be at more like 25 to $30,000 in cabinets. And if you end up in one of these brands that has these that you're spending $30,000 on cabinets to get the color that you like, well, the good news is now you can order the size cabinets that your kitchen is, is the right size for, which is 39-inch wall cabinets. And 39-inch wall cabinets are the right size because now you can have a flat piece of molding, six-inch molding reaching the ceiling, and then the crown molding or an angle crown molding on top of it and it will look very nice. Like if you go to our website and you look at any of the kitchens that we show on our website, or you go to our house page, I think has 120 different kitchens, you won't see Mm -hmm. a kitchen like this. When you're showing people really nice designs, they all have molding that's sort of stacked molding going to the ceiling most of the time, particularly if it's a shaker door style, particularly if it's a sage green kind of cabinet. The things are much more proportional in size and everything else. You can take take all that for what it is. But yeah, definitely. Uh, if I had a splurge on something, it would be the window first, and then changing the layout of my house second. And then third, if I really like sage green and I was forcing myself into a more expensive cabinet brand, then I would just automatically get the 39-inch cabinets because now the, the whole thing is going to be much, much nicer looking because it's, uh, you know, it's going to have stack molding going to the ceiling instead of just a very plain piece of molding 
and then uh, you won't have to laser level your ceiling too, probably. And it will, you know. Okay. But uh, how old is your house? Oh, like 80, 90 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, it's quite likely that your ceiling might be uh, an inch and a half off or an inch and a quarter off, in which case, the, yeah. the, you know, you might want to laser level your ceiling. That might be an, a really important thing to do, no matter what you do. You don't want to have one inch of molding in, on top of your cabinets or two inches of molding on top of your cabinets in the corner. And then at the other end of the, the run, the cabinet run, like on the other side of your stove, have three inches of molding. That would look a little funny, right? So, yeah, I hear you. so I mean, you have to really know how far off your your cabinetry is. So whatever. So I mean, that's all. That's my two bits. I know it's a it's a lot. I really beaten you up, but uh, no, no, no. This is super helpful, though. But what I can okay. do too is I can white out this design, and I can mm -hmm. draw in the layout I might do, assuming sure. assuming that. <laughs> the wall that's not there is leaving you enough space for the table. So we don't really right. know if that's the case, but if it was the case, I can wipe this out and just sort of show you what I would do with the space. And the other thing too, is the six inch cabinet that you have to the left of the stove. That mm -hmm. doesn't exist either. That's oh, even as like a pull out. No, they make six inch pull outs, but they have to go in between cabinets. They can't be in between a stove and a lazy Susan. So they need to be, uh, they're, they're supposed to be in between two cabinets. Uh, this is not what a kitchen designer would do. They're not going to let you have the cabinets not even be able to open the doors because you forgot fillers and things like that. So that's a, at least they'll prevent you from doing those kind of things. And I think the six inch thing, almost all kitchen designers would know too. Okay. I'll redraw it just very rough. You can see my picture and uh, take it for what you like. And if you want to call back and get beaten up again, feel free. But maybe you, you embrace some of these things. Then, yeah, you, no, uh, you know, if you're splurging on like a sage green kitchen and stuff like that, there's all kinds of things that you want to do to make your kitchen look nicer. Put panels on the back of the peninsula so that the peninsula looks much more finished. Panels on the side of the, the peninsula. Uh, when you get a 36 inch range and you have a 36 inch hood over it, usually what we try to do and what looks a lot nicer is if the hood over the range is actually wider than the range itself. If you, let's say, switch to a 30 inch GE Cafe six burner range, but didn't do the microwave, you decided to do something else with the microwave and you wanted mm -hmm. to have a hood, you could also have a 36 inch hood over your stove. And then the 36 inch hood would look nicer with a 30 inch stove underneath it, if that's what you chose. But there's a lot of other choices that you have. It's just that as the kitchen gets smaller, it will look better to really accept that and do yeah. things like a microwave hood and things like that. And it frees up so much cabinetry space that it makes working in the kitchen easier. Any uh, Anything else or? No, I don't think so. I think from a big picture perspective, it's a lot for us to think about. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot to think about, I know. And and I'll, I'll just do a hand drawing and just send you things moved around yeah. the way I might do it. You know, when you're really doing this, the door to that's 
when you're standing in uh, in front of the 12 inch cabinets the door uh -huh. the, the, the base of the 12 inch base and the 12 inch wall the door to your left where does that go wait what do you mean when you're standing in front of those 12 inch base and wall cabinets in your design the door that's on the left where does that door yeah. at the bottom of the picture go into the doorway yeah where, when you walk through that door where do you go do you go outside? Do you go into the dining room? Oh, no, it goes into um, it goes into the dining room. So it goes into the dining room. I, I would tell you that if you go into the dining room, that if it's me, the way I make your house worth way, way more money is I probably take out the wall between the dining room and the kitchen. And now you don't mm -hmm. need to have two tables because you're going to make one really nice, really big kitchen with mm -hmm. much more cabinetry and much more countertop. And you're going to, going to combine both of the rooms. And that's going to cost you maybe the $18,000 in appliances that you'd have to save to pay for it, because you're going to not only have more construction taken out the wall, which might be a couple of thousand dollars, but now you can make the window really big. Now you can move the kitchen almost even into the dining room and make the kitchen space mm -hmm. the place where you're eating. When you're spending all of this money on appliances, there will be other designs that we could create. The people that are going to buy your house after you sell it are going to be young and they're going to want an open concept home. So you have an older home with all these small rooms or smaller right. rooms Nobody really wants that. So if you modernized your home and combined your kitchen and your dining room, you could have a gigantic kitchen with a really big eating area with really expensive cabinetry and everything else. And you just have to suck it up or spend $10,000 on appliances instead of 30 or $8,000 on appliance. And that would pay for the whole thing. That's sort of why you really want to find somebody that thinks like that. They come into your house, they measure the whole thing, and it's probably at least 50 or 60% of the kitchens we do are combining the dining room and the kitchen because oh. it's really what everybody that's younger wants it. And even older people that might, you know, I'm 64, but even people my generation, well, I did it in my own home, but even people my generation that, that might want a formal dining room and a separate kitchen they don't have a nice kitchen because they're separated. Suddenly you combine the two rooms. Now it's not so bad that you don't have a formal dining room because your kitchen is so beautiful and you can afford to get a really nice kitchen table that the whole space sort of is a nice space to live in. And your dining room, you're probably only using once in a while. Right. You have to think about that. All I can tell you is uh, that you have to see it. You're spending so much money on this project that you want to get somebody that's really good at it to at least let you see the best that it could be within your budget. And always the best it can be involves the most amount of construction and splurging on cabinetry and countertops and appliances second. Mm, okay. So because the construction is the thing that people think is so expensive, but Taking out a wall, HGTV is really a fantasy land. You know, taking out a, a wall, even if it's a load-bearing wall, is $3,000, and you spend extra 10 on one appliance. So you always take out the wall for $3,000, and 
if it gives you a better space to give you a better kitchen. Yeah. You know, and what you can do too is if you can get the floor plan of your house somehow mm -hmm. to us on a Friday, we could mm. then do hand drawings of the whole space, right? But oh, you wow. really want to give us the dining room, the kitchen, where the kitchen table is and what's in back of that. We really need to see pretty much almost the whole first floor of somebody's house. Because like I said, if we rearrange your whole house and create this open concept house, that's much more open and inviting. And you have a much bigger kitchen with a much bigger table that can seat more people instead of these two small areas that are crowded and everything else. Suddenly your house can be worth way, way, way more. The renovation that you're doing, that you're going to be spending $60,000 or, or more with the way you've got it here. Maybe you're spending $80,000 or more, but you can get way more back when you sell your house than the value of the stuff that you did. Whereas if you redo this kitchen with the small kitchen and maybe the bigger dining room space, but a really small kitchen, the people that buy your house, they may rip it all out just to redo it the way, the open concept way that, that you might've been able to do now for the same amount of money. Yeah. yeah. Take it all for what it's worth and I'll, I'll redesign this one. But I really think if that's your dining room going into that room, that it sounds to me like combining the rooms is the best use of the space. Got it. Okay. That's super helpful. So, and there'll okay. be lots of tricks that we do. Your formal living room might be in front of your formal dining room. And then people will be like, but I don't want my formal living room right in my kitchen or- right or something. Well, we can put pocket doors in the wall between the kitchen and the living room. You know, if the kitchen moved to your dining room and you have the money to do it, you won't spend an extra $15,000 on appliances. And maybe you'll decide that you can live without the green color that you liked and maybe get gray cabinets and now save $15,000 on cabinets too. As kitchen designers, what we really are supposed to be doing is do we creating these good spaces first and then selling your stuff second? Okay. All right. Lots for us to think about. Okay. So, uh, I possibly talked to you another time. No, well, think I'm about it. If so you want to give us the floor plan of your, your first floor, I can yeah. play around with it for you. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Thanks again. All right. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer Paul McElary. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry, high-quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.